Hi, welcome to Frankly Frankie. I'm your host, Frankie. And in this show, a guest and I will gather every episode to have a frank conversation about an array of topics, from life in the LGBTQ plus community, with a strong emphasis on trans issues, to my love of theme parks, and anything else that sparks in conversation like my love of caffeine, traveling, crime shows, and anime, and probably a few other things. This podcast will bring a variety of stories from different perspectives and walks of life. So I really hope you stick around. Thanks for being here. Grab a cup, sip, relax, and enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of Frankly Frankie. And today I have a special guest, Allison, question mark, <laughs> Allie, Allison. Either one is either one is fine. Either one works, so introduce yourself please um my name is allison um i use she her they them pronouns um what else what else do you want to know about me what are the what are the important things what are the important things i i don't know if you're comfortable (laughs) sharing your age and location or like general area yeah uh i'm 22 i am from uh somewhere in the sometimes great state of texas um yeah yeah, doing the being some trans representation on the podcast, <laughs> which is funny because I think the only episodes I've recorded so far has only been trans people. It's it's time we needed our own podcast. Thank you for providing. I got tired of captioning Instagram, so I was like, I'm just gonna talk about it now. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes sometimes it's better than just tweeting everything all the time. Something I haven't learned yet. <laughs> Honestly, it's a mood. So just because I asked everyone else, how do you define transgender? Ooh, that's that's like that's such a big question, right? But like with with some sometimes it's just like a I know it when I see it. Cause also like being trans is something that's so different to everybody else or to like each individual person. Um but for me it's just like having a gender that is identified outside of either the, the cisgender normals or outside of how it was defined for you at birth. I think it gets a little bit bigger and more abstract than that, but also sometimes you just need a good two-sentence definition. Which is fair. I think Jace gave me like a really philosophical definition, and then my other friend gave me like a very technical medical definition. So like yeah. it's interesting to see the different definitions from other people. Oh, I am I am like the opposite of give that medical definition. Cause there's like I, I don't I don't know a ton about all those medical like here's how we're defining it based on the doctors. I'm like, well, I mean here's how I'm feeling. So like that's that's where I'm at today. You might be different and your doctor's probably a third thing. Okay, so how do you define non binary? Um that like for, for non binary it's it's someone outside of those two, you know, binary male and female definitions of gender. There's a lot of space there. Um so like I can I can go into my personal definition, but as as sort of a group, I would say it's really kind of anybody but people who are binary male and binary female. I'm interested to hear your personal definition. For for me, I mean, like, 
gender is a complicated thing. Uh, my favorite, um, my favorite metaphor is, um, have you, have you seen the, uh, Tumblr meme, none pizza with left beef? I, I can't say that I have at the top somebody, of my head. Somebody just decided to order a pizza from like Domino's and it was just like, no cheese, no sauce, no nothing. I just want a plain crust. And then I want hamburger meat on the left side of the pizza. Yes, I have seen that one. And I like to define my gender as uh, non-gender with left girl. Oh, my God. It's just a little bit on the side, you know? Just a smidge on the side. Yeah, it's just like, go, and then like a little bit off. That's funny, and I love that. And like, you get it, right? Like, if if you, it doesn't make sense, and then it does. (laughs) I mean... I'll be like one of those people would like the garlic crust and then yes. be like a smidge of ma- masculinity on the side, but also would like a pixie dust dipping sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a drizzle of coffee or something, something like that. It's all about what kind of pizza your gender is. My gender is now pizza. Thank you very much. <laughs> now, I know your interest lies in a lot of film and entertainment. Can you give me some, I guess, recommendations in terms of films or short films that have decent representation of trans people? Ooh, I'm going to give me a second. I'm going to take a look at all of my lists of movies. Uh, That's fine. While you're doing that, we can talk about something else. Good trans representation is so hard to find in movies. Oh, yeah. I am... I am a big fan of um I don't I don't know what to call this. Stuff that feels like trans representation but isn't. Cuz so often so often movies that are uh you know queer in some sense or trans in some sense are all about like well this needs to be a coming out movie. We need to talk about the struggle that this is. And like we're not allowed to just make movies that are like here's a couple of trans people having fun for a little while. So, like, there's, stu- there's stuff that's, like, well, is Little Women a gay movie? Like, yeah, yeah, it is. It's not. But, but it like, feels it like it. It has that feeling. It has that feeling. Right? There's, a, there's, like, a lot of stuff like that. And then when it gets to actual representation, it's, like, well, I, I guess, like, Portrait of a Lady on Fire is the, is the recent good one. That's, like, this is, this is a good you know, gay, lesbian movie, gay movie. Um, I mean, there's a lot of movies with a lot of queer undertones. Cough, yeah. Cough, Disney movie, cough, cough. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, you want a, you want a good unintentionally trans masterpiece, Tangled. Like, oh, Tangled, let me Tangled, hear... Tangled is a movie about the coming out experience. And, and like, gender completely unintentionally. Really? I, I like to hear your theory on that because I'd never thought of it that way. That is, that is my take. It's as in, the, in the larger sense, right? Mother Gothel is society. I say in air quotes. Um, and, and the tower is the closet. And it's about coming out and experiencing the world, you know, through, through a new prism. 
It's just that this one's about gender. I'm here for it because when Rapunzel touched her bare feet on the grass, it it's like the same feeling as when I put on a button up over my shirt without boobs. Exactly, yeah. That's now like I can that's... never look Tangled a series ever again. Exactly. <laughs> Have you seen it? Have you watched Tangled a series? I've I've watched a bit of it. I think I watched five or six episodes and then I just put it in the pile of all of the other series that I haven't finished yet. Okay, but I'm, it's only I'm three so seasons. Bad about that. Yeah. And it's so good and it has lo- it had lots of queer undertones in it. Like I've oh I've heard Lord. that. Like the tension between Rapunzel and Cassandra. It's like the tension between Kim Possible and Shigo. <laughs> Or Tori Vega and Jade from Victorious. Like, that is detention. Perfect. Perfect. See, that's like, that's that's going back to the thing, right? We can't get, like, just a, a show that's about a fantasy kingdom and it just so happens that people are gay or trans main characters. But, like, we can watch Tangled the series and be like, yeah, that's gay. Like, just look at it. I mean, if you look at Frozen, we all know Let It Go is basically a coming out song. Oh, yeah. Like, thousand percent. And then you have Show Yourself, who's like, you know, this is me. This is who I am. Suck it. It just it just works. It's like a full circle of coming out and literally it's Frozen. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for them to just make it canon. They need to. I, I'm fine with... I'm I'm not the biggest fan of Disney movie sequels, but they can make a third Frozen if they're going to be like, yeah, it was gay the whole time. I just need to know. But you know what else? It's like very queer undertone. Descendants. Yeah, yeah. Descendants 2 especially. Oh, yeah. No, uh, I have, I've had many conversations with my friends which are just like, Descendants as gay. I mean, in Descendants 2, Mal and Eve has a song called Space Between. Mm-hmm. Now look at the lyrics, a little gay. But then the scene in the movie where they sing the song, it's very high school musical-esque between Troy and Gabriella. Like that is the feeling between those two in that scene. I think Kenny Ortega gets it. I I I truly think he like gets it and whether or not Disney is going with it or if they're not letting him or if they just haven't figured it out yet, I don't know. I mean, he did direct all three Hatchcom musical movies and all three Descendant movies. He's an icon, an icon of the industry. He's directed so many good movies. <laughs> okay, but can we talk about in High School Musical 2 when chad and ryan yeah 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 chad and ryan they had the song i can't dance or i don't dance and then they they switch clothes right and they switch clothes at the end of the movie that how else do you explain that how else do you explain it there isn't any other explanation besides gay it's gay and then kenny ortega i think came out years later and said that ryan is supposed to be gay or something like that and i'm mad that they didn't give uh what was her face the piano girl from high school musical uh kelsey 
Kelsey. That's Kelsey, right? She's totally gay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, theater major, academia, lesbian. But it was, like, what was that? Early, mid-2000s? Yeah, and it's like, been about just, a decade since do that. the first one came out. No, they wouldn't. Unfortunately. I hope I hope they go back to uh, fix fix your mistakes on High School Musical, the musical, the series. I mean, you can... You can go back and do it. We're remaking everything. Isn't there a gay couple in High School the Musical, the Musical, the series? I think so. I watched, I, think so. I started that and never finished it. I watched one episode. I still have yet to finish, but I listened to all the music. It's nice. It's cute. What other, I guess, Disney Channel movies have very, like, queer undertones? Motocross. I mean, you, could just say, you could just say all of them. I mean, Lemonade Mouth is the obvious. Oh my god! Because of Lemonade the Mouth, of it all. Haley. Yo, that whole band, but also that song, just just Lemonade Mouth in general. Yeah, it's just the whole thing. I have I have a huge thing on. Uh, I've got a thing on the Muppets. Um, though that's not a Disney Channel original movie. It is a Disney property. Um, I've said this multiple other places before, um, but the Muppets as a property are gay. There's just an energy to it, and a lot of a lot of those movies and stuff are about found family, which is, as we all know, the gayest trope in all of film. Um, and yeah, it's it's just got that energy to it. I'm here for that energy, which is like probably explained why everyone I know is obsessed with them. Mm-hmm. Well, there's also Gonzo, who's like a lesbian style icon (laughs) Mm, let's see what else is there um terms of films and stuff because i I don't watch a lot of movies i just yeah i don't have the attention span i don't know i get that i can barely watch frozen as it is although lost in the woods a1 great great musical sequence that is maybe my favorite part of that movie oh i laughed so hard when i first saw it i was cracking up to be fair i was also sleep deprived that day but it doesn't matter i was seeing frozen (laughs) 2 you have to do what you have to do i want to watch it right after so many movies sleep deprived yeah oh my god what was the last thing i did that for uh did that for one of the avengers where it was just like, well, we can get to the 11, but we're going to have to like book it to Disney Springs and then it'll be super late. But it was it was worth it. I mean, I feel like I feel like the best movie experiences are when you are super sleep deprived. Yeah. Yeah. Fro- Frozen 2 was it was just it was so much. And. I cried at Show Yourself and, you know, cried, laughed at Lost in the Woods. I mean, all great songs. And the movie itself was just very good. As you can tell, I have Elsa in the back. <laughs> the life-size Elsa. You know what? You it, was <laughs> it was my roommate. It was my roommate. And then he was like, do you want it? And I was like, maybe. Yeah, why not? And now I just have Elsa in the back of my room. Hell yeah. We love a gay icon. Uh, what else is there? I don't know if you saw the movie 
called Boys Don't Cry or something like that? I don't think I have. Okay, well, it's a very transmasculine movie, but it's mm-hmm. based on a true story, and it's terrible. It's yeah, like the beating ups and the jail time and things like that. I watched it once when I was younger, and I was like, never again. It's too mm-hmm. much for me. It's too traumatic. No, I I try to stay away from those, especially especially when I hear reviews, and especially from other trans people that are like, well, this one was kind of bad. This one's kind of like. I, I just won't watch it. It's it's just like, it's not worth it for me. There's so many different movies, you know? I'd You're just like, I already good. lived this. Why would I want to watch it? Yeah. But I'd be, I'd be interested. Like, I'd be interested to know how many, like, trans creatives were involved with the movie. Because that's normally where I see stuff go wrong. Is you get, like, 10 cis people in a room and they'll be like, Oh, we can do this, and then you get the Danish girl, and it's yeah bad and um, bad and inaccurate, and wins an Oscar. There's uh there's another short film or short movie I guess that's coming out on Apple TV called Palmer. I mm. just saw a trailer of it on Twitter, and yeah, I don't like it. I know that it's just Justin Timberlake. I think it's the main character. Okay, He's like a hard run down criminal who take care of his sister's child or something and the child is assigned male at birth but really likes you know girly stuff and princess stuff i know in the trailers that um justin turner goes like oh you know you're a boy right and the kid like yeah i know but i still want to be you know and the movie is very heavily based on justin tim character and i'm like i don't like like why do we we don't need no savior movies anymore we done with that no that doesn't need to be his story and it's very frustrating. I'm just like, why? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Because it gets things made. I guess Hollywood's all kinds of messed up in all kinds of different ways. We love white cis hetero. So so fun. Now I know we got like on the topics of films real fast, but I also wanted to ask about your transition. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean. My my stuff's pretty simple. I've been on been on hormones for like two years, two and change, and on and off depending on how I get prescriptions. It's really hard to get prescriptions for uh, meds. Fun fact. Um, yeah, I've been out for a little bit less time than that, and yeah, as as far as surgeries and stuff, there's nothing that I've done because uh, they're really expensive. And also, well, mostly that. Also the pandemic. Now, are you working or? No, not not currently. I just finished college um, and it's hard to find jobs right now. So if anybody's looking for a writer, hey, I'm a writer. Hire me. What's their specialty in writing? Uh, I screenwrite for TV. Um, I do comedy mostly just because I think it's more fun. No no offense to people writing hard dramas, but I just, like, I prefer a good sitcom. Um, comedy and animation is kind of my my stuff, but also I'll do anything. You're just like, please pay me. I need money. Yeah. I mean, there's there's interesting stuff everywhere, right? Like, I, I do TV for a while, and then 
something pops into my head and I'm like, maybe I should write a movie. I could just like sit down, take a couple months and be like, I'll write a, I'll write a movie. But like, do I really want to do that? <laughs> That's so much work. I, I don't have the creative hard. brain to do that. I, I can't do, I, I have 30 pages of a movie and I was just like, how am I going to write the next hundred pages of this? Jesus. It's, it's tough. I feel for anybody who is a, uh, you know, film, film screenwriter. TV is difficult in other ways, but also the, the actual script of it is a lot shorter. Jeez. Now, in terms of your transition, I know that a lot of trans people do, I guess, voice change, not voice change, but like voice work. I don't, yeah. I don't yeah. Um, so the one of one of the bigger uh i guess missing effects of transition for trans women is that nothing happens to your voice so you either have to figure it out on your own or get surgery um and for me it's just not like it's very low on my priority list as as far as as far as things go um maybe maybe someday once I figure the rest of my life out, I'll be like, well, maybe I can go to voice therapy right now or get surgery or whatever. But like right right now, it's not it's, it's not a concern, really. Fair enough. I know somebody I follow on TikTok who does voice training, so she'll go between back and forth because she sings. Mm-hmm. So depending on the song, she'll, you know, depict her range if it's, you know, more feminine or more masculine. Now, did, are you on insurance? Um, through my parents. Uh, okay, but that's like, yeah, that's like um, all, all sorts of bigger stuff that I just don't know and don't really uh, look at because I still fair enough. I I think I'm still pandemic notwithstanding, a couple of years away from any surgeries, just in general. So it's it's nothing that I've been like, well, I really need to get in the nitty gritty of what insurance I currently have. As long as it gets me, you know, the, the meds that I need. Certainly so far it does. I'm I'm cool right now. Okay. Cause um there's this thing called Plume. Mm-hmm. And they're basically a telehealth organization and they actually offer services in Texas as well as other states. For those who, I guess, doesn't have an actual doctor to go to yeah. to get prescription meds, yeah, there is a. Uh, I I I get my coverage, my like gender related stuff from a place really similar to that. That is based in Austin. Shout out to the Kind Clinic if you're in Texas. Uh, go there because they're really nice and cool, and um, they do like. A lot of stuff for free and a lot of stuff on sliding scale. So if you don't necessarily have the money or the insurance for it, they are they are very cool. That's great to know. Fun fun tip for anyone in Texas, or I guess fun tip for y'all near near, near Austin, which would probably still be Texas. Right, Texas is huge. Oh yeah, it took me two days to drive through it. Uh huh. It's yeah, it's a trek. <laughs> Now, 
for me, at least as a transmasculine person who takes testosterone, we normally just have one shot. Mm-hmm. Now, what is, I guess, the medication that you take for estrogen? So uh, you can you can do injections. Uh, I don't. I take pills. There's two two bottles. One of them is a uh, testosterone blocker, and the other one the other one is uh, the estrogen essentially. So it's two of them. It depends on how you're prescribed, but like I take one of each twice a day, and that's I I think a pretty standard you know, do- dosage. That's what that is. Yeah. Dosage. That's interesting because we can't take pills for testosterone, unfortunately. Huh? The only methods for testosterone is either injection or gel. Yeah. And gel is harder to get actually, and ha- are harder to get covered by insurance. Mm-hmm. Now the gel you have to apply every day. I know that for sure. And the injections, it just depends on, your dosage and how often you take it will determine your blood levels. Mm-hmm. I used to do it every two weeks, and then my blood levels was too high, and then I did it every week, and then my blood level was too low, or something like that. And then so we settled on like a good middle number is every ten days that I do my injections. I but think what it's... I use is this giant EpiPen looking thing. Ooh! Wow. Well, it's not as painful as it looks. It's just big yeah. because yeah. of the pressure. The pressure stuff, yeah. But it's better than when I was actually doing regular injections with just a syringe and needle. Mm. See, that's that's the thing that that keeps me from like even asking about injections. Is like I don't want to I don't want to mess with needles. Yeah, I did it on my own for a good four years, and I had to learn from YouTube because my first doctor didn't show me how to do it. That is impressive also dangerous so please don't do that yeah yeah be careful around needles yeah it was just so much and i was like well i got the hang of it it just you know took a bit now how is i guess your family dynamics in terms of your transitioning i'm lucky um, my family is supportive, you know, really, really supportive, all things considered. Um, I'm at home right now. So like things are, things are very chill. I haven't, um, yeah, I, I, I'm really lucky in that, in that end that I haven't particularly had to, you know, um, cut anybody off or anything, which, you know, it's, it's That's really good. nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh- that's so nice to hear, honestly. Now, have you changed any legal documents or you're just on estrogen? No, I haven't done any uh, any legal changes. It is uh, incredibly hard in Texas. For a lot of stuff, you need to have, um, you know, doctor's notes. And for for most things, you need to have had surgeries already. They need, like, proof of of Yikes. all of this stuff and it's yeah it uh it's getting better from what i understand but i am uh excited to leave and go somewhere where it's easier that's crazy i mean it is texas so like i can't really say that i'm not surprised yeah texas is is very hit or miss it it's entirely like 
where where you are and what you need that like either it'll be really it'll be really good in concentrated areas in some cities and then just like there's places where i know like i don't i don't want to risk like stopping and using the bathroom here because i don't want to like get harassed out in the middle of nowhere right right now i'm looking at like texas laws about gender change Mm -hmm. it just says for the license that you'd need to submit a court order certifying gender change yeah yeah and that like the court order process is i believe where things get complicated and then for the birth certificate Texas does not have a specific gender change provision, but it depends on the counties and judges. Ooh, yeah. That's rough. It's 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 tough. It's tough. Well, but if we, you, you know, didn't know, um, if you can't get your birth certificate change, you can at least get your passport change. Yeah. Because it's federal and it's a lot easier than birth certificate because I still haven't changed my birth certificate. I just changed my yeah. passport. But hey, as long as you've got something, it makes things a whole lot easier. Right. Well, I mean, once you, you know, do your name change and if you did want to do like a legal gender change, at least you can do your passport without any issues. It just takes yeah. money. But it's not that much. It's like if you don't already have a passport, I think it's like $100, $120, which isn't terrible compared to an actual name change. Yeah. It's it's stuff I've got to look into, really, and also, you know, I don't I don't leave the house right now, so that's fair enough. I mean, I didn't do much with my transition for a good six years before I really started to do something. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just gonna go to school and finish college or something. Yeah, exactly. Now I know that we are both on the internet. But we also are both theme park enthusiasts. What is your experiences with the theme parks? Yeah, um, I I worked for Disney a couple times. Um, I did two college programs. Um, one just before I came out, um, just while I was starting uh, Hormones. And then the other one, not this past summer when the parks were all closed, but the summer before that. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, it's, that's a, it's a complicated thing. Um, yeah. How do I, how do I go about saying this? There's a lot of good stuff and there's also a lot of bad stuff. Uh, luckily, you know, a lot of, a lot of the people are very supportive and, um, sometimes the environment is not amazing. And also, I was custodial, so I spent a lot of time in bathrooms, which further complicates things. (laughs) Yeah, that does. Now, I I really loved that job, and it's something I will never do again. I feel that. I did custodial twice. Yeah. You've probably got some of an idea. A lot of time around trash, a lot of time cleaning restroom stalls. Yeah, I I was mostly at the resort, so I had my hands filled with parking lot, the pools, the lobby, the bathrooms, etc. My my roommate, my last time, was resort custodial, and it just seemed like so much. 
Yeah, it can be a lot. Now, since you've done previous college programs, how was your experiences with housing? Housing was um, not not too bad, honestly. Um, my first time, I got lucky and ended up in an apartment on my own. Um, I pretty much explained my situation to them, and they're like, "Okay, we'll we'll give you your own, you know, your own place." I wasn't exactly ready to um, deal with deal with everything. I wasn't out yet which complicated things a little bit more. Um, so I had my own place, which was really nice. And then the second time had to go through a lot of, uh, a, a lot of junk to link up with roommates, but I did end up linking up with like, you know, accepting roommates and like that, that was also chill. That's good. I'm that, was, glad. that was never. Yeah. I, I kind of think I just got lucky in in a little bit of that but also like it was it was tough to find roommates to link up with yeah no i hear you i i did three college programs and two out of three i had to find roommate and it was eh, yeah. it really depended yeah Let's see what else can we talk about i don't really have any other topics do you um I mean, I mean, I think we've talked about a lot of stuff. So if you don't have anything else that you've uh, that you've got, you know, I I'm I'm plankton. I didn't know if I got this far. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've we've gone for a good bit. It's hard to do a two person podcast for you know longer than an hour, an hour and a half, and we've got forty five minutes. Yeah, I was gonna say we only <laughs> hit forty five minutes, and but even when I, even when like when I uh, cut a lot of the audio, it's probably gonna be closer to thirty. I don't. Yeah, it's it's tough, and also I feel like I talk fast sometimes. Uh, so do I. I have to remember to slow down. Oh, did you ever <laughs> find your um your list of movies? You know, I did a little bit of looking, and I never really found much. That's um, fine. Yeah, I I would I would suggest people I mean do research. There are there are tons of trans film critics. I'm a big fan of film criticism, which I know some people aren't. Um but it's it's their job and a lot of them are good at it. Um got to go out of your way to find, you know, if you're if you're looking for a certain type of movie, if you're looking for a gay movie, if you're looking for a trans movie, find those people because they're definitely writing about movies and they'll definitely be able to tell you, you know, what's, what's good and what's not. I wish I had the patience to watch movies or TV. I mean, like if you can't watch a movie, put on, you know, the, the same thing goes for TV. There's so much TV right now. Yeah. And I'm over here watching anime. It's fine. That counts too. I mean, there's there's a ton of good anime. Do you watch anime? I I try I try my hardest, but I am a like serial put something on in the background while I'm doing something else TV watcher, and uh, I can't do that with subbed anime. Yeah, because I have <laughs> to just be like looking between the two screens of whatever right. else I'm doing, and I'll like miss a line. So like I do, 
that it's like okay well i'm gonna watch i'll watch like eight to ten episodes of something and then stop for a week and then that week becomes stopping for three months and then it's like (laughs) oh man i never finished evangelion ah yeah there's there's so many i watched half of cowboy bebop i watched half of evangelion and i watched two arcs of uh, uh hunter x hunter or however you say it, because I'm Hunter Hunter. Sure it's yeah. not. Hunter Hunter. <laughs> I binged through all of Hunter Hunter during quarantine, and that was like a rough. It's, I mean, like, they're all fun. And then I just stopped. <laughs> the last arc was the hardest. Well, the second to last. That, that one was the longest. It just took forever. I definitely never got to that part. Have, I... you, have you watched Orin High School Host Club? No, no, I always hear about that one. You should. It's so much fun. But also, it's one of those animes where it really piqued gender identity interest. Mm-hmm. Because the main character is, technically, I'm pretty sure she's non-binary. Mm-hmm. But, like, the day before school started, she goes to this super rich school on the scholarship. And she cut her hair short because she got gum in her hair. So, she, you know wears regular clothes like just mostly like slacks and a button-up shirt and like a sweater but she looks like a boy with glasses and short hair and so the premise is that she basically knocks over the really expensive vase which is like three billion yen and it's you know it's the host club property now she doesn't have the money to pay for it so she ends up working for them to pay off her debt but because she's a very like super androgynous looking character like with a very soft face but like masculine enough she a boy doing the host club and like girls are falling for her and everything <laughs> it is a this is a very fun anime i think there's only like one season it's on and yeah. it's on netflix they have a dub version so yeah okay should definitely watch it it's a lot of it's definitely one of my comfort animes that i just like <laughs> like watching because it's yeah sad type thing I will. I will need to check that out. That that's going to be on my list. Uh, Haikyuu is on my list. Oh my god, I love Haikyuu. Um, I, I always need. I always need good sports media. Oh my god, yes. Um, free, <laughs> the gayest one alive. I, you know, love some sports. I've heard. I've heard it's just like somehow the like most tense thing you've ever watched, but also it's just like a fun like sports anime and i need to see how that goes oh like free and yuri on ice can be super tense when it comes to the competition but other than mm-hmm. that they're like very fun anime like t- traditional school anime yeah another one that i love watching that i was just watching with my roommate was food wars okay but now yes, it's, I've, I've heard of that that was a little etchy by etchy i mean there's a lot of boobage showing up in here <laughs> Uh, it's a lot, you know, like in Sailor Moon where they do the transformation sequence, it's like a silhouette of being naked. There's a lot of that. Huh. All right. But it it's only because if you make very delicious food, essentially, it it's basically to uh, convey how delicious it is. Basically, it's, it's, it's like having an orgasm. <laughs> that, that's the only way I can describe it. It's just like it's, it's that delicious where like your clothes kind of like pop off. No, I have um I've genuinely seen weirder things. Oh yeah. Uh, in food in food movies. Oh god, no. 
everybody uh check out the film Tampopo. Uh it's it's incredible. Uh and also there's a scene where uh two people uh make out by passing an egg yolk between each other's mouths. Oh god. I don't know how I feel about that. It's it's a really good movie. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that just by knowing that scene. Yeah, it's 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 like it's weirdly the outlier in the movie the movie is mostly about uh two guys who are essentially ramen cowboys and they come into town to teach this teach this woman how to uh run a good ramen shop but then also sometimes they just cut away to weird other stuff involving food where can you find this film i i don't know where it's streaming i just own it oh you just own it yeah I, I just own it on, you know, I just own it on Blu-ray. Oh, oh it's on HBO, if you have HBO Max. I ain't got no money for HBO Max. <laughs> Go on there. They've got they've got a bunch of, like, weird foreign stuff and old stuff. I could tell. Yeah, that one is certainly... Well, it's not actually that old. It's, like, from the 90s, but... It's not that old? As As far as, you know, the history of film... Fair enough. Not the 90s. It's from 1985. Oh, wow. Okay. Worth a watch. Well, well, we'll just continue with our wrap-up sequence. And if you have any questions, comments, little tidbit stories that you want to share before we end the podcast, you're more than welcome to. I think we've talked about a lot. Um <laughs> And and also somehow found our way to talking about anime, which is very cool of us. There's um, a will, there's a way. Yeah. Somehow it all comes back. Everything comes back to either Star Wars or anime. And when we get the new Star Wars anime, that's oh, going to yeah. be lit. <laughs> It'll be both. Now, because I forgot to ask my last person this, what's your favorite caffeinated beverage? Ooh, okay. Um... I am uh I am a member of Cold Foam Nation at Starbucks. I, I love a good iced mocha with cold foam. That is definitely my drink of choice right now. Either whatever the seasonal thing is, or just like regular iced, you know, white chocolate mocha, no whipped cream, add cold foam. Now have you tried flavored syrup in the cold foam? I haven't. So if you get a white chocolate mocha, that. you can ask for it or any any sort of ice drink. You can ask if you wanted like say toffee nut into cold foam or caramel or etc. Interesting. Like right now I know we have the caramel brulee. I think one time yeah. I got the ice caramel brulee and then I had a toffee nut cold foam on top of it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that sounds great. But you're gonna have to ask for in person. You can't do it through drive thru. You can't do it uh, through yeah. mobile app. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, thank you for joining me on the podcast. Probably will talk to you soon for another episode, hopefully, and we'll probably yeah, be fun. better prepared with more questions. <laughs> hey, thanks for tuning in to Frankly Frankie. I really hope you enjoyed the content of this episode. And if you didn't learn something this time, maybe there's next time. So see y'all real soon.